wife really thinks you had nothing to do with her father's death. She cried all night, and you stayed with her. Even weeping with her, you almost killed me. Why do you insist on tormenting me? Me? I'm not the one who ordered the death of your father-in-law. I didn't have Orb's men hold him down in a muddy river and watched him drown. You did that. Luther had to die. All living things have to make that journey. Besides, it was for a greater cause. You have an answer for everything, don't you? You know, if you think my talking to you from time to time is torment, imagine what it will be like when I can inflict excruciating pain upon you for all eternity. I can hardly wait. You have your own torment coming to you as well. I'm sure God will find joy in listening to you lament. You have no idea what the Creator feels. No idea at all. You know nothing. Ah, did I hit a sore spot, Beals? I would suggest you concern yourself with the next pile of lies you're going to spew out to convince your wife, your sons, and everyone that the chaos you are bringing to this world is all for the betterment of mankind. It is for the betterment of mankind. Tell that to the millions of families that mourn for their dead family members as your wife laments night after night for her poor father. Your phony tears and empty words won't heal her pain, Silas. Empty words and spewing lies. Uh, sounds like the kind of thing you like. You might think all this is some strange way for me to get my kicks. But believe it or not, I help bring balance to not only this world, but the whole universe. Now who's spewing a pile of lies? You are a mortal man, Asylus. You cannot know the mindset of immortals. We don't need you for truth. We learned that along the way. Have you ever stopped and wondered why your boy servant Gabriel helps you as he does? You have no idea what he wants or what he's gaining by being at your beck and call? He is an immortal. Now why would he want to do things for you? He doesn't need to. But you are so arrogant and sanctimonious, you are too blind to his motives. He doesn't care about what happens to you or this world. He's not even from here. Neither are you. But I know enough about Gabriel to know whatever it is he wants from me, he will have it as long as I get what I need from him. We have mutual interests, which is more than what I can say about you. The only thing that is keeping me safe from your wickedness is my love and faith in God the Creator. And He is the mightiest of all immortals. Clearly I am here doing what I am doing because there is a greater purpose to it. We all have a purpose, and yes, even you. And I don't need to be an immortal to know this. Kingdom Radio Theater.
a world of wonder. See, that's my feet. And horror. The military advised that the flesh-eating pigeons can only be stopped by destroying the brainstem, and that they do not poop. That makes no sense. Why did they do that? One podcast fights the forces of evil. The new and improved diabolical disintegrating death ray. <laughs> Triumphs over adversity. Now I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. <laughs> and brings hope. Live your life. Joy. <laughs> and silliness. Perfectly normal. That podcast is. Release the clown coming to ears near your head now. Release the clown sketch comedy podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and all reputable platforms. Oh, this is most pleasing! Yes, quite marvelous. Poland became the first major state of the European alliance to surrender to America. Soon after, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Moldova, Romania and Bulgaria surrendered. The European forces were being pushed to the edges of the Atlantic shores. The English Channel was clogged with American battleships pounding France and England and they were showing signs of the Cyrus made one final attempt to end the war by promising nuclear bombs dropping on London and Paris if England and France did not surrender within 48 hours. And all American forces ceased from fighting in or around London and Paris as the clock ticked ever closer to the final hour. France surrendered, but England still refused. And on a cold night, in late fall of the second year of the revolution, Asilas ordered nuclear bombs to be dropped on London and other English cities as the world watched in absolute horror. nuclear missiles are ready to launch. All launch sequence codes have been entered, and we're just awaiting your orders to fire. Fire the missiles, Lord Oreb. Let them rain on London, Leeds, Birmingham, and Glasgow. Launch sequence initiated, sir. Warheads are estimated to detonate over target cities momentarily. We've given warning to those cities, and evacuations have been ordered by the remaining British government. But even with those evacuations, we expect heavy casualties. Sir, we've pulled our naval fleet well out of the affected zones. 
but a few of our admirals have expressed concerns there might be some fallout through the English Channel. What are your orders, sir? They've asked for permission to head out into the Atlantic. Permission granted. We're not sure how far the fallout will reach, or how many people will be affected. Sir, after the cities are destroyed, I think it's fair to say that Great Britain will surrender. I expect others will follow suit. It would be foolish for anyone to resist America now. We're obviously not going to negotiate any terms. They will start lining up to surrender for sure. Sir, my sources say there will still be some resistance, likely from countries outside of Europe that you might not expect. Lord Shelley, we need to take these steps one at a time. We'll deal with stubborn nations after we take all of Europe and England. It won't be long now. I can almost taste it. I understand, sir. But just so you know, I'm working on some scenarios and contingencies for you to consider as I continue to receive new intel. Your Majesty, I was hoping I could have a word with you alone when there is a moment. I realize we're about to annihilate millions of people and the clock is ticking. But something has been on my mind and it's quite personal. Sir, if you'd like, I can leave the room. Leave us, Lord Oreb. Sir, about the last time we were together, I've been meaning to tell you... That you got married very recently. Uh, yes, I know. I hope you will forgive me, sir. There is nothing to forgive, Lord Shelley. I was overcome by a passion I cannot describe. I have my own marriage vows to uphold, and I apologize to you again, as I recall saying I'm sorry countless times. Your Majesty, I would be lying if I said I regretted it. I don't. I've had some crazy relationships in my life, and I'm grateful you have never brought up my past as a factor in your asking me to be a member of the High Council. It is my honor, sir, to serve you and our kingdom. I know you are a true patriot, and you are brilliant. We wouldn't be here this close to victory if it weren't for you. I've long said I admire you, Lord Shelley, but I also am in awe of you. And I know in my heart that is why I desire you as I do. You are the most powerful man in the world. With every fiber of my being, I want to embrace you in ways I could never embrace any other person on this earth. It's so hard to describe what I feel. Your Majesty, forgive me for barging in on you and Lord Shelley, but you need to come to the command center immediately. There's something you need to hear. We'll pick this up later, Lord Shelley. Hello, King Silas. I am the Duchess of York, and I wish to negotiate terms of surrender of the remaining members of the British royal family, as well as the French pretenders. We are not prepared to negotiate with you about anything, Duchess. We know you have launched nuclear missiles at England, and we know it is because we have not yet yielded to you. But perhaps there is still time to stop the missiles from destroying cities and killing millions of innocent lives. 
You should have thought about that before you fled to Australia and abandoned your people. It doesn't appear you care that much for them, given the circumstances. Have mercy on our people, Silas. They should not have to pay the price for the things we have done. I know you have good intentions, but the murder of millions of innocent people is not the act of a man with good intentions. Is that how you see me, Duchess? Just a man? You can't even address me as your majesty. We have protocols, Sir Silas, going back countless centuries. I fail to see how these petty rules of yours will make me change my mind. You can use your net ray machine to stop your own missiles before it is too late. You are the one being petty. Will my addressing you as your majesty truly make you change your mind? Or do you just want to hear me say it? But you say I am being petty. Do the right thing, your majesty. Lord Oreb, initiate the net ray. But, your majesty, this will severely hinder our plans for a global surrender. Please reconsider, sir. King Asylus, the British royal family is prepared to surrender ourselves to your authority if you spare our citizens. You can execute us if that's what will end this madness. Sir, I am with Lord Oreb on this. Don't back away from inevitable victory. You will show the world you are weak and can be persuaded by royals, the very people you are fighting against. They don't care about their people. They only want to weaken you and are willing to sacrifice themselves to buy the Drax more time. Did you notice she only wishes for the British royals to surrender and the French pretenders? How insignificant. Counter with a complete surrender of all royals from all Europe. Lord Shelley is right. Your Majesty, I know it is a terrible loss of life, but in the end we will be victorious and the world will be on their knees. The alternative could be even more disastrous. Your Majesty, you need to decide immediately. Every second counts. Silas, please do the right thing. Stop those nukes. Close the open channel to the Duchess. Lord Orem, initiate the net ray. Sir, please. Only neutralize three of them. Let the one headed to London detonate. We'll tell them our net ray malfunctioned and still hit their largest city. They'll be crippled and we'll still win this. Although I remain siding with Lord Oreb, I believe your plan could work, sir. But announcing there's a malfunction of the net ray could give unrealistic hope to our enemies. They'll think they could exploit our net ray. I believe what Lord Shelley means is that if other nations think our net ray has a flaw, they'll have nothing to lose by launching nukes at us, figuring one might get through and hurt us. I understand what both of you are saying, but the reality is there is no flaw on the net ray. And if others try to launch nukes at us, they'll be disappointed when none of them hit. Good point, sir. I'll initiate the net ray now. Open the channel to the Duchess. Duchess... I have taken your proposition into consideration. Prepare to surrender. And if all of the European royals are prepared to surrender as well, I will stop the nukes. But time is ticking and every second counts, as you say. Silas, we cannot move that fast. I will need more time to convince the other royals. But I can only guarantee the British royals. Your Majesty, we 
time. Please accept us as sufficient to end your reign of nuclear missiles. Accepted. A man by the name of Gabriel will be at your coordinates within a minute. Be prepared to relocate at that time. A minute? Put him on the comm unit, please. Asylus, I'm here with the Royals. Give me a count of all of them. Let's see. Um, one, two, four, eight, sixteen. Twenty-one, Asylus. There are twenty-one here. Teleport them, as many as you can at one time, to our special prisoner facility in New Eden. <laughs> as you command, King. This might take a few minutes. They don't like being touched by commoners. Royals and their stupid protocols. Report back to me as soon as all of them are in our facility. Is that what you're all about? I know it keeps it easy And the answer seems so clear Why bother questioning your choices? When questioning brings you constant fear Of the Father, the patterns of the Son, such powerful reinforcement, the framework of everything you've done.
Gabriel teleported all of the remaining British royals and others to a special facility in New Eden. When Gabriel sent word to Silas that all were accounted for, he ordered Lord Oreb to neutralize three of the four nuclear missiles before they reached their target in England. One of the bombs was allowed to detonate over London, which killed over 8 million people. The world was utterly stunned, saddened, and angry as Silas's revolution had come to this. But in the end, England finally surrendered, as did the rest of the European countries in the conflict. Silas spoke to the people of the world and explained he had no choice but to end the war. As he spoke, he knew he had everyone's attention. He said it was time for everyone to unite with America in the revolution against the monster group. Pope Pius XIV sent a message pleading with Silas for Vatican City to remain sovereign, but the king gave no such request or thought. The Pope said he would never submit to a human king and the Silas would have to murder him and all the clergy before they would ever align with him. Silas assured the Pope he would have to answer for all the deeds of the Church when the time comes, and it would be God himself who would hand down punishment on them all. Are you ready now? I am, my king. What's the mission? You are going to Vatican City, and you will breach their walls cloaked as a cardinal. Okay. Will I be killing the Pope? Be patient. In time, you will reveal your true self. Use your ghost cloaking device, and if your presence alone does not make the clergy and the Pope kneel in prayer, then you can leave them a gift for me. I'm sure you will improvise something. You know, I'm actually glad you survived my execution, Nabal. I always wanted you to be the first Knight Spartan. And when you rose up after I extracted the bullet from your brain with my bare fingers, I knew you would be the one. You have passed every test I could possibly give you. And you haven't disappointed me yet. Thank you, Your Majesty. I only wish to serve you. Sir, I want you to know, I never touched Abigail. You know that, right? Of course I do. Or I would have crushed your skull with my bare hands. She was my virgin sacrifice. And as a result, we are about to eradicate the enemies of mankind. Here, take the staff. When the time is right, you will enter the Pope's private room and throw this staff at his feet. What will this symbolize, my king? The staff will turn into a serpent and crawl up his leg and inject its venom into his groin. 
It's a message from our creator, and he'll know exactly what it means. Listening to The Rise of King Osiris, Episode 20, Death Journey, starring J.V. Torres as King Osiris and Beals. Shane Maester as Lord Anna Patricia Shalley. Stephen Fisher as Lord Jeremy Oreb. Karen Heimdall as the Duchess of York. Alex Olson as Gabriel. Paul Sadin as Nabal. And narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. This episode features the song How Can We Believe by Void Contact. Download their music today on Bandcamp and on iTunes. Other contributions by Dream Death, Doug Maxwell, Cosmic, Aaron Kenny, Sir Cubworth, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at our website at www.theriseofkingasilas.com. And now, a word from our podcast friends. Hi, I'm Lainey, host of the True Crime Fan Club podcast, and I'm excited to tell you about my brand new podcast called It's Haunted, What Now? It's a podcast that brings you true stories about haunted objects and the owners who unknowingly welcome them into their lives. Join me as I share these creepy, spooky, and downright terrifying stories. You can find It's Haunted, What Now? on your favorite podcatcher or at hauntedpod.com. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2019. And stay tuned for episode 21.